0: Your Life by Design presents the Expansion and Evolution Project. In this podcast series, I interview women who have decided to shake it up and redefine what it means to be successful and lean into a mission-driven life. These are women who are on a soul expansion journey. They left what was familiar, made a pivot in their career, and followed the calls of their soul. Listen to their journey, the lessons they learned, the doubts that they moved through, and how much more expanded their life feels just by leaning into their desires be inspired by their story, so that you can begin to take those steps that lead you to redefining your own life. This process of expansion and evolution is the core of my work and how I came to create my meet your edge experience, which takes you through the edges of your potential and onto your next evolution. I can't wait to share this with you. Stay on to the end so you can access my complimentary expansion evolution workbook with journal questions. Now let's begin. Welcome back to the final episode of the Expansion Evolution Project. Now, you're probably thinking, well, wait a minute, Karen. You said there was going to be 10 interviews and this is only number nine. And yes, this was supposed to be a 10-week project. And I guess in actuality, it really is a 10-week project because the last episode was me summarizing a few things. But I did say in that episode last week that there was going to be two more interviews coming. And yet, here we are today with our final interview. And let this be a lesson that I want you to always choose what feels good for you, what makes sense. I felt the energy of this project kind of coming to an end and wrapping up. And I didn't feel like going ahead and doing interview number 10 when I felt the energy of it kind of, it was coming to an end, it was wrapping up. And that wasn't fair to the person who I was interviewing. It wasn't fair to me to have to go forward with it just because it was something I set out a couple months ago to do, or more than a couple months ago. I think I started recording these episodes back in May, I think. Um, And one of the things I'm really practicing is my joy over pressure to do things. And so this is an example of me choosing my joy, what makes sense, or not even what makes sense, but just what feels good. So this is the last episode, which means that next week, we're going to be back to your Life by Design podcast. The music will be different again. Um, we'll be back to like what the music was before the Expansion Evolution project. So just be prepared for that. That'll be changing a little bit again next week, but I'll still be coming at you with some incredible topics. I believe next week is on resolution therapy, which I've been hinting at a lot or talking about, but I I take that episode to really dive into what makes it so special. So today's episode is with a spiritual mentor, Tracy McMahon. And I'm going to let her tell you who she is and what she does. But at the end of the interview, she nearly had me in tears because of just what she was saying. It was so beautiful. So I think this is just Such a divine orchestration that we're ending it on this interview because she has such a powerful message that I feel like summarizes everything that we've been talking about over the past two and a half weeks or rather two and a half months. All right, without any further ado, here's Tracy. Tracy, thank you so much for joining me on this expansion and evolution project. I know that there's a time zone difference. It's evening here, morning there. I'm glad we were able to make it work. So thank you so much for taking this time to talk to me.
1: Thank you so much for having me. I'm so grateful. Thank you.
0: I would love for you to tell the listeners a little bit about yourself, who you are and what you currently do.
1: Yeah, perfect. I, my name is Tracy McMahon and I am a spiritual mentor. I host online programs. I also do one-on-one offerings. I have a container of 12 months for women to go through as well as just uh, three month activations where I work one-on-one with people and support them to uncover what it is that they desire in life. And then we create a map in order for them to get there. So it's a sacred space, a safe space for somebody to witness themselves Mm -hmm. and it creates magic. Yeah.
0: Oh, I'm sure. I love Mm -hmm. that. I first heard your story on uh, a mutual friends podcast. And when I heard them, I was like, my gosh, I like, I want her on this project. (laughs) And what I love to start with when, usually when I do these interviews for this, specifically for this project, I, I always talk about what we, what you're doing now and rewind a bit. And then because that wasn't something you've always did. And if I remember correctly, at one point you were a hairdresser. And as you go into that story. What stood out to me when I first heard it is the gifts that you had that was coming to you to fruition, whether or not it was full-blown at that point, but it was coming to fruition in that realm of being a hairdresser. And so I love that then you were able to follow that desire even further, like deeper into that journey. But yeah, why don't you tell the listeners about like how that looked for you as a hairdresser, these gifts that you have and how that, how that happened?
1: I had, I always... Have said that I have had the best career ever. I've loved what I've done all the way through. And for over 30 years, I was a hairdresser. I even um, managed about 65 salons across Australia. Like it was really, it was a very powerful, I I really loved it, but I loved the contact with the clients. And it became more and more about getting into those really nitty gritty conversations than Mm -hmm. it did about doing their hair. Mm -hmm. And I think it was just something that I was naturally doing and I wasn't even aware that I was, whilst I was cutting someone's hair or spending time with them, that I was empathically and intuitively picking up what was going on for them. And there was channeled messages coming through. And I had no idea where I was even doing that until one of my clients who was a psychic said to me, I said to her, God, I'd love to be able to channel. That'd be so, she said, Tracy, you do it all day, every day. (laughs) And I went, and I think it's that whole, I had no idea what it meant. Mm. Like, I just saw these people that could actually do this stuff. And I was just like, oh, that's so cool. But I think I, I had that real intrigue, but also that skepticism as well. So I didn't really go into it for a very long time. Mm-hmm. So as I it, was doing naturally. Yeah.
0: So how long when you realize that you're doing this and someone called you out and labeled it for you, how much longer were you in that business of hairdresser before you decided to, okay, let's get serious about this. about another 10 years or 10 years. Yeah. 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 It, it took me
1: a long time. It took yeah. me a long time, but it yeah. was
0: also like, how does what you do now, I guess you are able to go deeper in a journey with these people that you're working with compared to in that one hour you're working with. Someone I,
1: I think people. that what happened was I, I remember when it all started to expand for me that I thought, Oh, hairdressing as much as I love it it started to feel really surface level Mm, mm -hmm. and I remember just thinking god I wish I could just put the scissors down and sit Mm -hmm. down next to this woman and so I actually started to create my business like that so I instead of taking that bang appointment after appointment when there were specific people that were coming in that I knew that we could go a little bit further I didn't book other people around them and so I started to just Yeah. So I started to just allow that space so that we could sit on the couch while her color was on and we could go places. So that's how it started to expand. I just naturally thought, I want to talk to her more.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Do you (laughs) think
0: that that not where things become a little bit more superficial and like surface level and you just don't feel as connected a sign that maybe the not like that journey is coming to an end, but it's almost like maybe you're ready for this next step.
1: Yeah. I think that's when, you know, you're evolving. Like you're actually, when something that you've been doing for so long starts to feel not so fulfilling. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's what it was like, because I've always, because I loved hairdressing so much and it really fulfilled me. Mm -hmm. That's when I knew that something was changing. But also I I started to learn about what an empath was. And- I recognize that. You starting
0: from that, scratch with all this then.
1: Seriously, yeah. I had no idea what anything was, but, and I was just that people pleasing, self-sacrificing empath. And when I started to read into it, I understood why I was always exhausted. Mm-hmm. Why I always, I, I could get really angry with not even being angry. All of these things were coming in slowly, but surely I understand now that I was being gifted these people to give me these messages yeah. to go, hey, Trace, do you know what an empath is? Hey, Trace, do you know what? And so my curiosity, which is like really strong, was like, yeah, what's that? And i go and read about it and it all just started to make such sense to me. So that's where it all started to unveil. And I just got, I think, the excitement of learning something new yes. because I could cut hair in my sleep. <laughs>
0: Yes. I resonate with that so much because I am a speech therapist and I've been practicing as one for 20, nearly 20 years, Uh, 20 years as from graduation, of course, all that studies and everything that happened before that. And I can, like, like you said, I can do the stuff in my sleep. And it was, I felt like I would rather have a conversation. I'd rather talk to the parents about, here's what we need to do, as opposed to being in the, of it with the child like i'd rather just communicate and then so when i discovered human design and i was like wait a minute what is this world end up getting certified in it i felt like i could actually i would rather talk to someone about and go on a journey using their human design than do treatment and and so then it was something i struggled with for a bit was like where do i fit with this and when i start to come to realize I'm a manifesting generator, and so being multilinear is our jam, but also that I can pick and choose. I can pull back or I can find aspects of speech therapy that I like if there's something that I can pull my gifts into so it doesn't feel so mundane, but I totally resonate with this. I used to love it. It used to be so fulfilling, and now it's what's fulfilling is human design, and I got recently trained in rapid resolution therapy, but helping guiding women through that journey. So I love that you said that because I, like I said, I really resonate. With You've
1: that. made a really good point there, and I think that's when everything started to shift for me. Yeah, was when I realized that I didn't need to just stand behind a chair mm-hmm. from nine to five or nine to ten and just do that one thing. I could actually, oh my god, like I can actually go over there and do this. Yeah, and I can do. Like being able to be that multidimensional creature, yeah, was. Just, And it really, it started to excite my mind to think, I don't have to just do this. I could actually, it expanded me. That's what really, that's what took off. That's when it really took off. That expansion.
0: And I think if you're feeling burnt out or there's something within your work that you're not enjoying and all you're focusing on are the things that you're not enjoying, Well, that's all you're going to be feeling because you know what you focus on expands and everything. And it's funny that we're talking that you're a hairdresser, because I have this analogy about what you focus on expands. And the analogy is with your hair, like you can look at your hair and not like it. And all of a sudden, all you're noticing are people's haircuts and hairstyles. And I like that. I don't like that. Like, I wish my hair was like that. And then every time you look in the mirror, you're just like, why isn't my hair like that? And that's all you can think about. So it's just, that's, for me like an analogy of because sometimes it's hard for people to understand that concept what do you mean what you focus on expands but like it literally that Mm -hmm. consumes your entire world for someone who's been running a salon for 30 years who's been like managing a lot of different ones across the country what it actually started
1: it it all started because i was starting to go to this meditation class and Mm -hmm. i just saw this little thing saying reiki Mm -hmm. course was Mm -hmm. on and so I went and did this Reiki course because I thought, oh, like, that's interesting. Yeah, go and learn that. And so I learned that, but I, I recognized that what I, I was already doing this, like, I was already doing what she was teaching me. I already like, I knew it. And when I would massage people's head at the basin and shampoo and whatever, like, I would take longer, and I would mm. just sit there with the energy, and I would, ho- and that was became the people's favorite part. And there was times where I thought oh my God, I wish I could just lie you on a bed and keep doing this. <laughs> yeah. So sure. I ended up putting a room in the front of my salon because my salon was actually quite large and it was just me. And I had one other guy that used to come in a couple of days a week. But so I created this room and then I just found excuses to pe- put <laughs> people in this bed. So the the appointments started to expand so that I didn't have people either side. I'd rinse their color off. I'd start massaging them and I'd say, Do you want to take this a little bit further? Come and jump (laughs) on my bed. And so it started to become a bit of a fun thing. Come and jump on Tracy's bed. Yeah. And then I would just start to do this. And that's when it's just oh my God, I love this. And that room started to have a life of its own. And I would be cutting hair and it was almost like there was something in there calling me to go, (laughs) "Oi, get in here and it was a place where this salon in particular that i'm speaking about in madraba was i had animal messengers turn up all the time in the middle of nowhere this bloody chicken would walk into the salon <laughs> or a crow would come and sit out the side outside the salon and just start to jump backwards and forwards and the, and it was just these random events stray dogs would just turn up and and now I understand that I was being like guided the whole time wow. because it started me checking out, what does a chicken mean? <laughs> what does it mean if a chicken just, and I just would Google that. And so all of these things, like it was like spirit, mother nature, it was, it was all bringing me these messengers. And then I just started to get so excited by it. I couldn't stop. And so I began saying to people, do you want to have a, I, I couldn't even call it a healing. Right. Point. I couldn't call myself a healer and I wouldn't call it a healing I'd call it a session you want to come in and have a session in my room I don't know what it looks like but you just lie there and pretty much you'll probably go to sleep and all this magic happens yeah and because that's what I was experiencing and that's what they were experiencing like such magic was happening and yet I didn't even know what I was doing
0: did you learn I I mean, I know they talk about this in Reiki as well, but did, at, before you took that class, did you learn, know anything about protecting yourself from the energy and no, and did that not protecting, did that lead into things for you? Like
1: That led into um, a lot of, oh, I would say exhaustion, Yeah. mental, like I was just like, that's when my, I learned about empathy, when yeah. I learned about being an empath. And so I had this client that was into all this sort of gig and she started teaching me all these rituals. And I said, oh my God, like that'll take all day. <laughs> and that's why when like, I think it was about mm, 2016, it was. I said in one of my meditations, because by this time I'd started to connect with spirit. And I said, just show me how to manage this because I, like, I'm like i not going to do all of this every <laughs> single day. That's not what I want to do. And they showed me essential oils and that's mm-hmm. when I started to work with the oils. And so that, yeah, that led me on another path. Yeah. Which
0: oil do you like to use for protection?
1: I love tea tree on the back of my neck. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: just no, I, Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No,
1: I put tea tree on the back of my neck and I use yarrow pom to like aromatically dress with. So mm-hmm. energy, like I just dress my whole energy, mm-hmm. particularly if I'm doing sessions with people, it's just really, it's about energetic safety. Right. And I think it's that intention. I'm doing that ritual of, yeah. Yeah.
0: I was talking to this light worker. I feel like she's more than a light worker, but I'm just going to, for the simplicity of sake, just call her that. And she was talking a lot about like energetic boundaries and how important it is to put them in place and, and how certain people depending on their frequency might be more attracting more different entities to them and how to protect yourself so that you're getting like the, the highest good for yourself and not opening the door yeah. to whoever wants to come in. And clearly you're nodding your head. We you talk about that now. Yeah. And did you ever It was, feel- it was a
1: wild ride.
0: It was yeah. a wild
1: ride to get to that because yeah. like yeah. I think that once I started to learn about what an empath was, it started to make sense to me why I would need to, Mm -hmm. because I had no boundaries. And as a hairdresser, we were just conditioned to self-sacrifice. Yeah, yeah. There's no toilet breaks. There's no food. You just keep going. And so that I took that into this and it just set me on my butt. So I would do things. Like I remember one time I decided that the whole world needs Reiki. And so I put out this thing to say, I'm doing Reiki at my house tomorrow. You can come along and it's only $20 and I'm going to attune you with Reiki. I had 20 people turn up Yeah. and I, I attuned. What are you thinking, Tracy? But it was all of these sorts that I'm that person that I need to experience the pain in order to be able to embody yeah. and then teach why we don't. It's not right. something I read in a book. Yeah. I actually experience it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm
0: trained in Reiki to only level one and level two, but I got trained in it because I was so curious and like, how does this work? And I love being on the receiving end and I would love to be able to just offer this to people. And, and I was never wanting to do it from a business side, but just being able to understand the energy and I'd be able to offer it to my kids or family members yep. or whatever. Beautiful. And, hmm. and so I remember having one of my very first Reiki sessions like probably my second or third, and she's almost like you take a part of yourself and you send it to some child in China. Like you're constantly just taking pieces and just flinging it around and like you don't even care where it's going. And because I was so depleted and I felt so depleted. And I remember saying to someone, I feel like my energy is like a, a wet face cloth. It has felt very sloppy. And then whenever I would have like an energy with acupuncture or whatever, it was just like, I could feel the energy tighten up. But that was a really big lesson for me too, because I would just almost like I would see someone and I'm like, I just want to send healing to them. I want them to know they're okay. And I think, yeah. like I said, as an empath, that's something that we want to do without realizing we're doing it. I like,
1: have. seriously, that that is one of the biggest myths about, not myths, but like beliefs about empaths is that that's what we should be doing also. Like you have this thing that I've got this big heart. I know that I can help people. And so I want to, but what we now understand, it's actually none of our business and we need to yes. be, yeah, we need to actually ask permission to be yes. doing that. Whereas, yes. Like empaths are out there, like handing out yes. energy and love, like Oprah <laughs> handing out cars. Yeah. One of the biggest things that's come from my experience was, to understand exactly what you just said, how we leave parts of ourselves everywhere Everywhere. Mm -hmm. and then we become this empty vessel. Mm -hmm. So one of the processes that I take my clients through to start with is I just ask them to close down their eyes, put their hand on their heart Mm. and call parts of them home. Yeah. Yeah. Like I call myself home.
0: I would do that. that, Yeah. But then, but I, I was doing that and I would feel it. I almost, I would feel like a shift I'm like, okay, yeah. that per- the soul's back. But then when I was talking to that light worker, who's saying about the ba- boundaries, I'm like, Ooh, who is this soul coming in with? And it would freak me out. So I actually stopped doing it because I'm like, is this soul out in the ether is collecting other things and coming back to me. And so then it just got me freaked out about it. Is that something? I, I, that I, I think possible? this is
1: like, well, I think when you're calling all parts of you home, you're not calling oh. anything else home. Yeah. and and i always say only love lives here yes yes like only love lives here yeah. so nothing outside of love is welcome in my space yeah yes yeah. so, and in in my healings it's very it's become very the more connected i've become the more boundaries that i've placed the more i protect mm-hmm. and take care of my energy mm-hmm. the more powerful the experience mm-hmm. is in the in the thing because none of it is coming from a place of lack right and ego it's all coming from love and abundance yeah so nothing comes into that space other than such incredible love so yeah I think that there's just so much out there at the moment and this is why I'm doing all these programs that I do is because what we teach people Mm -hmm. right now Mm -hmm. is paramount because we are in a time when this is not just playing around like I used to this is not a time to play. This is right. a time to actually get really clear mm-hmm. and start that real self-respect and self-love. Learn boundaries mm-hmm. and put them in place. Take are care of you
0: because the veil is more thin now that we're not needing to
1: mess around. Or like, like where we are, like yes. And I think that there's just so many people in the world that are coming from fear. Yeah, and so like when you're particularly now what you just said before about wanting to help everybody, not everybody wants help. Mm. Like they, they want to be, they want to stay there. So this is a real time where we need to stand, do the things that we need to do to take Mm -hmm. care of ourselves Mm -hmm. so that we are a a beacon of light for people, Mm -hmm. but for people who actually want to come into that light,
0: Yeah. Yeah. There's something to be said about the people who are like quote unquote suffering or in this victim mentality there's something to be said that they're on their own journey and like that, that might lead to something for themselves. And if you get it in the way, you're actually stopping their you divine, yeah.
1: your divine lessons. I have some goosebumps right now just talking about that, but it's interesting because that's the work now that I do. Yeah. Like people only come to me now when they choose yes. to shift. Yeah. not when I feel like that. And, and I will even say to them, I'll ask them questions. And if they're coming to, for me to do anything in any way, shape or form for them, mm-hmm. you're not ready. You need to actually step over the threshold. Okay. So I think that now we're, it's a really exciting time because when you have somebody who has lived in victim mentality for their whole life mm-hmm. and something shifts, Something just happens, something might blow up in their life and all of a sudden enough comes. It's that spark, Mm -hmm. it's that initiation. Mm -hmm. Then they allow themselves to open up. In a 12-week period, I've watched women go from complete victim and self-sabotaging behaviour to self-love, respect, clear boundaries, Mm -hmm. That because once you see what's possible, all yep. you need is that yep. space to witness yourself yes. and understand
0: yes. witnessing and once you see what's possible it's almost like you can't go back because it's you can't something.
1: go back once you've seen the possibility you yeah.
0: go
1: i did not even know there was this whole world out here yeah <laughs> yeah. yeah
0: yeah the where i want to go next in, the, in this call is how did you work or did you have when you were like wanting to pull away from the hairdressing was it a natural evolution that kind of just evolved on itself or was there a lot of limiting beliefs? And what am I even doing? And if so, how did you navigate through that?
1: I have had most of my life, self-hatred, self-worth issues, like sacrifice, sacrificing myself for the good of everybody else, except myself. So when all these things were coming up and people were telling me I had these gifts, I didn't like, I didn't feel worthy to be in that realm. So there was a lot of my journey took so much longer because I just wouldn't allow it. Mm. I just felt I didn't ever feel good enough Mm -hmm. or that I should be able to show people this. And especially that I don't have a piece of paper. Like I didn't go to uni. I don't even, I've got a Reiki master certificate. That's it. And a a hairdressing certificate. So there was Mm -hmm. that sort of thing as well. And I constantly apologized. I'd go, oh, this might sound a bit woo Mm -hmm. or sorry, this is a bit witchy it was constantly apologizing for until I actually did a session with a man one day. And he said to me, why do you apologize for who you are? Yeah. And that was a click. That was another one of those messages. So yeah, there was a whole heap of that, but then because I was taking so long, the universe that saying we need to make you uncomfortable for you to move. Yeah. They made it so uncomfortable for me financially. So mm. I got into financial strife, and I had to sell the salon, mm. and that was the beginning of this journey. Oh my gosh! And it was 2019, just before COVID hit. Yeah. And so, what have impacted you, your business, anyways? So grateful that yeah. they decided to do it right then, because I yeah. actually would have lost my home. Yeah. Because I actually bought the building that my salon was in, and my home was attached to that. So. There was all that. So there was so much angst. And I remember just walking to my car every afternoon going, this salon is so good for everybody else except me. Mm -hmm. Because I was just this stress head and I was so constantly, you know how you were saying before, like whatever you focus on grows. Yeah, I was so focused on my debt that it just kept growing. Mm -hmm. And so that happened in October, 2019. And that was when, oh my gosh, like I was just... Thr- and so COVID happened. I started to have people message me and go, Tracy, can I have a session with you? Can we just talk online? Yeah. And so that's where that happened. I started to create programs in 2020. It was like 2020 was the birthing yeah. of me as now. And it's not been doing this my whole life. Yeah. Like it's, yeah. So much divine
0: orchestration. Like,
1: yeah. You also said
0: something that just... I I think a lot of women i think it almost needs to be repeating because so many people need to hear it that you the salon was for it was good for everyone but you and like how many times that we continue to do something because of our role for other people or how we're being perceived in this realm that and was, we never stop bit- to reflect on us right one of my to wrap things up, I would love to hear. Do you have any words of wisdom or advice for women who are wanting to make a pivot, who are wanting to like maybe try something different, but are scared because that's all they've ever known was what they were doing before? What
1: would you say to them? I would just say to close down your eyes, put your hand on your heart, call all parts of you home, and really take some time to be with yourself and get writing or get dreaming and just start to feel into what would I love to feel in my life? Because when I think that when we connect with the feeling that we want and that comes to us, we want more of that. Mm -hmm. And so my thing was, I decided that I wanted freedom. Mm -hmm. And so I just aligned with freedom, whatever freedom looked like, whatever bought me freedom that's what I did. And so, and that's how I make decisions now. Is this going to bring me freedom? Like my idea of freedom. Definition of freedom.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So that doesn't necessarily mean I want to be a bazillionaire and it's not all about money. It's all about, I have the freedom to choose that today at 10 AM, I'm doing a podcast with this beautiful woman in America that then I get to go out and have a cup of coffee with my husband. And I like, that is freedom for me. Yeah. Yes. So anything so get really clear on okay rather than focusing on what you don't like or what you currently feel like how do you want to feel mm. then take yourself back to a moment in your life when you actually felt that feeling yeah because for you to want that feeling you must have felt it somewhere yes. before yes to know what it is take yourself yeah. there and cl- connect in with how you felt mm and feel that in your body. And then just follow that as your compass.
0: That is so beautiful. I'm literally wiping the tears away from my eyes right now. That is so beautiful what you just said. And I think that's a perfect way to end this call and so much for this time. Um, I'm really emotional right now. (laughs) Thank you so much for this time and hearing your words. And I love the Australian accent. And so it's just like extra music to my ears. So I really (laughs) appreciate your time. Thank you so much for being
1: part of this project. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. actually, you know
0: what? Before we end, I completely forgot. This completely, how can our listeners find you? That's
1: important. You need to share that. Oh, of course. Okay. Yeah. I always forget that bit. I'm on Instagram (laughs) and Facebook. I will just send you my tags. I will put it in the show notes. I'll just send you my tags. That's the easiest way. Just Instagram and Facebook are the easiest way. Yeah. And just contact me anytime. I would love to have a chat. I absolutely love supporting people and I look after people all across the world. So time is. And Not I'll put a that,
0: is it the 12 week program that you have? I'll put that in the show notes too. So whatever you want. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Awesome. awesome. All right. Thanks Beautiful. again, Tracy. Thank you for tuning in to the Expansion and Evolution Project presented by Your Life by Design podcast. I hope you enjoy listening to these amazing guests and their journey to living a mission driven life. If you're interested in your own expansion and evolution, then go ahead and download my free workbook that is exclusive to this project series. I have some incredible journal prompts that will have you thinking about your own ability to expand and evolve. And if you're ready to take it a step further and work with me, then check out my new program Meet Your Edge, a powerful, individually curated three-part, one-on-one container designed to help you meet your edge and propel you towards your ultimate potential. It combines human design, rapid resolution therapy, and created for the woman who is ready to recognize her gifts, stand in her power, and take ownership as the person who thrives in a mission-driven life. You can grab the link to this program in the show notes as well. I'll see you on the next episode.